Shut up and sit down. Yo, yo, welcome back to another Muscle and the Hustle podcast. Tony, as always, does this regular. Hasn't bothered to show up, but in his place, we've got a probably, actually, you've been on more than any other guest now. This is my second or third now, I can't remember. Third. Second with me, first time he's, I couldn't, I couldn't this, be able to say nothing about that. Don't want my Tony. One of both of you. So yeah, let's just get stuck right in it. How big of a dick's Tony? I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Uh, Tony Not from, big Tony. after the cold water. <laughs> Tony, Tony's in a, cold, a puddle somewhere in Liverpool. No doubt. I don't know where the fuck he is, to be honest. He says he's a nightmare. Nightmare is his middle name, and I think he's actually living up to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's... Uh, what did the, he went to Liverpool without his mic or something? Went to Liverpool without his mic. He does it all the time. I don't know why... I seen he was in Liverpool doing weights. We'll get on to the reason he was wearing uh, blue blue light glasses while he was doing weights. Had to call him out on it, and he's wearing the blue light glasses doing weights. I was like, "Why are you doing blue light glasses?" He goes, "I was doing check-ins in between sets." That's just that's just that's high level ball, Magnus. (laughs) (laughs) You can just imagine him sitting curling on a squat rack with his laptop set up. come on, mate! You need to stay on that diet. Knocking twenty percent <laughs> off your carbs now and gonna put your put your put your steps up by two thousand. Imagine sitting waiting on a machine for him in this but imagine actually standing in the gym waiting on somebody to finish the machine. Notes. And you see every time he steps up he goes over to the laptop. <laughs> he has the laptop set up in the quad extension. Uh, <laughs> he'd be like that too. <laughs> Leaving voice notes. Yeah, you're you're coming in well. Starting to see abs. Keep it up. <laughs> Such an excuse, such an excuse. Oh, I'm doing check-ins, Tony. You're wearing the blue light glasses because they're cool, mate. You're in Liverpool. You're in the big city. Oh, you know what? I'm just jealous. He's in the gym. You're lucky you have a gym. You have your own private facility. And I know I kind of, I suppose, I've talked that bit for granted. But the amount of people that have a really good gym set up now, it's mental. I have a garage ready to convert into a gym, and I just, I've literally priced the whole thing out. And I don't like, know why we didn't press play on it. And by the time I start doing it, the gyms are going to open. <laughs> the gyms are open again. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I was going to say they're not being all locked down, but fuck, touch wood. Uh, you don't know what the, well, you don't know what way they'll, they'll handle things. Like, yeah. Uh, that's no, I, That's one thing I've noticed that, like, we obviously, like, I'm doing the online and the amount of people coming to me and I'm sort of expecting people to have, like, maybe a dumbbell or two. Yeah. And people are sending me, I'm like, that's a better gym than I have. It's uh, <laughs> like serious, serious setups. Like oh, when I was uh, when I when I was working on a healthy cave for that while, it was a guy was doing. He was ordering meals and he was doing like the thirty day all his meals thing. And I go send me your gym setup because we have a couple of we have a boy that was doing gym programs. Yeah, he sent me the gym program. He goes, ah, I got a thing out in the shed. Jesus Christ, it was like a fucking. He goes an old thing out in the shed. It was like a CrossFit facility. He goes, it cost me a fortune. He goes, but the boy says you won't need any more. He had a salt bikes, he had a big, he had a massive like squat rack, he had a full dumbbell setup, probably from probably from ten kilo to forty kilo. Um, good barbell, good bumper plates. And, and the whole shebang is like, sure. He goes, I don't know what half of it is, but he goes, it looks good. Hex bar for deadlifts. 
Just like that. He goes, hi. He goes, during lockdown, he goes, it was a full package thing and it got it. He goes, cost me a bit, but he goes, it's grand. Like, it hasn't been used much. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a, I remember reading something a couple of years ago, a home treadmill. What's the average number of times a home treadmill is used in its oh, lifetime? Fucking once a month. Seven and a half times in its lifetime is the average number of uses. There was a study on the America about 10 years ago. That's, uh, that's the average the average number of uses of treadmill. People are like, oh, it's great. Save money on the gym, buy a treadmill, throw it in the living room. Like, we used to have one that was just a basically expansive clothes horse like that's uh, all it's used for it's like when you move to london if you have a big bay window in a, an apartment you have to get a treadmill for it that's a peloton or just <laughs> peloton are going to try to sell treadmills to everybody now I've seen that i seen that and i was looking at it, i was like that's like that's sort of gimmicky enough that people will grab it and be like oh this is this is class like but they always know, leave like, out the, the the cost of the membership uh, did you see that it's like a, a monthly thing is, is that like the, the treadmill included is like a monthly price for like so long 40 quid months, a month is it? no no it's, that's just the fucking treadmill it's 40 quid a month there's a guy I know in Belfast has the bike <laughs> he's fucking been trying to get rid of it now for about three months I was going to say at the start of lockdown it, it, everybody was on it like I'm sitting you know the listener obviously can't see you know, obviously I have an assault bike behind me that I would would have probably last year when I was on the cut with Tony would have been on it like three four mornings a week moved it into the living room and it's just sitting with a load of clothes on it in my office like uh, trained in the house is not the same like i, I can't do that. it I, it's yeah i think we i actually we're, we're paying attention to this here because obviously we have like small group personal training gym and like even a lot of our members have went and bought loads of equipment so like we would have had people coming three times a week for like small group personal training and i'm sort of looking now going do people want that like or do people want a hybrid thing now where they can come once or twice a week and then they have their own structure program to do like once or twice a week in their own place like that's like that's my my i think that's where it's going everyone everyone's going to go towards a bit of a hybrid model where they can train a wee bit with their own gear and come in and get a wee bit of hands-on yeah. coaching like so yeah i think yeah. that i think that's definitely ian young's been doing something like that for i'd say seven eight years sorry um, He's got like a, he's got his group trainings like Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings, Thursday nights, Saturday mornings, and then he had an eighth at thirty, where you do your own training but then jump into the other training too. Yeah. Um, he's been doing that for a long, long time now. But I think that's that's going to be the thing. I think most people, it's crazy the amount of people now that actually has coaches, isn't it? Compared to years ago, oh, you were like, oh where you know getting your program at bodybuilding.com or fucking it's one of them other mad websites and boys fighting in the comment section in the forums going just do the fucking strongest five by five dickhead you know that's like that that's it no like now it's such a it is such a common thing like i suppose there's an argument for people saying that it'll be it'll be saturated in a way because there's like there is obviously more and more coaches but it's the same style thing like the, like the cream raises the top people are doing it well like like there's a reason there's a reason Tony's booked up it's because he gets results yeah it's like people who do things the right way and get a like get a like a solid result and get people what they want the thing but there's always like people going, there's, going, there's going to be plenty of people sound shit oh, uh, for nothing like well, over so many, you, you see that you used to see them in the gym floor the PTs that you know were never making money and they were always real salesy and you're just like, mate, just stop it. Like that's the reason I stopped going to 
Now, uh, anytime fitness is totally different, they their PTs aren't salesy. Uh, their PTs yeah. are actually really dead on. But like DW back in the day, like you'd be doing work and a PT would come over and go, here, mate, you should uh, get a wee session of me. And you're like, no, nah, I'll be grand. Like, <laughs> I, I will be grand. Like Ashley Crooks and all. Like I, Ashley's dead on. I don't mind Ashley, but if he came over one more time when I was doing a bench press and say, hey, mate, you know, you should jump in when I was session of me, he was going to get the fucking barbell across the head like and there is something there is something to be said for that there like i think actually well it's probably six six years i've been personal training now and at the start like i was just like right what is everybody doing like that i was like i'm just gonna do the opposite out there because when i thought a personal trainer like seven years ago before when i get qualified i was like automatically the first thought i thought was wanker like that was just like in, in my mind i was thinking uh just Tony basically stinger uh, vest and fake tan and uh, like doing bicep pump in the mirror like, like I had this persona in my head about personal trainers being very salesy very pushy in your yeah. face and like demanding and I was like fuck do you know what if you're, if you're actually coaching people imagine if you were half sound like and you weren't like a uh, I, you didn't want to bother people go. when they're training uh, so but that's the thing and you see people that do it. like you see people that do that sort of relaxed approach end up being busier anyone who's fucking desperate isn't going to end up busy like kind of james smith that he talks about it all the time when he was in the gym floor like he goes i was never happy because he was never that guy who was kind of like fucking do you want to get fucking jacked come to me do 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 and he was like my i noticed like he noticed like a lot of his clients at the start were like housewives and different people and then but the gym floor thing was never for him because it was all just always a competition as well because it was like 10 guys on the floor and say if someone went to a session with you and then two weeks later went to a session with me that like you would come to me and go fuck you're stealing my clients and he goes he oh, like all that shit yeah. and the gym he's talking about he did it in sydney i used to go to that gym and it was fucking mustard for it like like the Seriously? pts were you know where you go into a gym and there's alphas well the pts were the alphas and that should never be the way like they were fucking like struggling about those one and then one of the pts was like a world champion boxer a boy called sammy solomon he was like a legendary australian boxer and they had a boxing ring at the bottom of the gym and he conducted everything down there but the big pts would never go down near him because he didn't he didn't take no shit like <laughs> i'm sure he didn't <laughs> and all like the nrl players and all were down that side training with him and then all the all the other people were up there but it was like a total you go night and day like as soon as you crossed that wee threshold with a rubber matting it was like yeah I never I never had to deal with that like I think I like the same as everybody has to be home set up now with like a like a squat rack a bar a lot of plates I started with that like yeah. in a wee tiny 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 garage into the side of my band dad's house that's what I was coaching out of uh, so from the very start I didn't have to like all my marketing was basically just like whatever the Instagram was and just yeah, like yeah. people coming in for and that ended up, and I was probably the same as everybody, mates and stuff to start with, and then gradually building up. I could not have done the gym floor thing of like no. somebody's in the middle of a thing and going over. Like even now, I hate like if somebody was doing something wrong, I'd be very like, I want, I'd be like, do you know what? I want to give you a hand, but I can't just assume that you want me to come over. Yeah, and to, like correct you. So I'm not going. Like I'm not going to do that if this uh, is like big. Say this is in some random big big gym that I'm nothing to do with and I'm training. Uh, some girls stand there like doing fucking sissy squats. I'm not going to be over there and hear love. Like you really need to get your like your heels a wee bit higher there. Or like who's 
I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the person to do that. I'm sort of like, if somebody had asked me, I'll uh, 100% give a hand, but I'm not going to force myself on to hear, mate, like, you're a bunch of shit when you say you do this. Yeah, I've seen it happen, like, in, actually, in Anytime Fitness, a, a gym goer, two gym goers, you know, the, you know, the assisted dip machine? Yeah. Well, the boy was using the pad, pushing down for a chest exercise. And I looked at it and I was like, that's very strange, but I could see how it might work. And the yeah. boy was doing it. He was doing the between chest thing, chest uh, workout. And another guy came over and says, you know, that's fucking, you may as well do press-ups. And they get, they had a bit of a back and forth talking. And the boy the boy continued to do it. And I went home and I was like, fuck, I must Google that. And I Google it. And I was like, oh, that is actually a thing. Like, <laughs> like big, but like Rami, whatever, the bodybuilding coach. His people do it, but they do it kind of like to get extra blood into the into the chest. And I was like, he boss came over and went, "Oh man, what the fuck are you doing?" Because it looked like he was doing like diamond press ups on it. He was waiting, you know, just do the press. And like, there's somebody's oh. tails been knocked in between their legs going. See, that's the thing. You'd be always, be, I'd be afraid of that there because like, there's there's always actually you don't know. Like, you, you could go over and just be talking to somebody who exact knows exactly what they're talking about. And uh, just, like, it's unless somebody looks like they're about to hurt themselves. Yeah, like I don't think it's really up to anybody else to, to, to intervene or to say anything like I or people is actually just doing half squats and you go well, go deeper and you're like I'm fucking doing half squats here mate <laughs> the tension I, I mean, isn't coming like, out of my thighs here <laughs> there's one of us that's like go doing half squats like you should be going deeper there mate and they're like I made a tore my SEL like uh, six months ago here and anytime Thanks you have to be much. careful because half the fucking people are Ulster rugby players and they don't look oh, like, like your wee guy at the minute is he Lowry that's killing it like he's but he was in the gym every day I was there and I didn't I t- t- until last week I didn't realise who he was and right. he's one of the boys I used to chat in the gym because he used to be in at the same time as me and now he's like Ulster's best player and I was like I to look at you I would have put you as a fucking student I, 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 I thought he was a student <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I remember oh. saying to someone he's got a real good vertical jump <laughs> <laughs> he had a fucking serious <laughs> vertical jump <laughs> Oh, and now it turns out he's man. fucking he's probably in the Ireland team Ireland squad for he's the he's got a real good he's got, he's got a real good vertical jump here that shooting does uh, that's a fucking shit pick up lane here I if, know. You're, if you're going for Chat, it like that's, my, that's yeah. me chatting to other men in the gym <laughs> <laughs> well lad what's the crack how are you fucking Zerdy isn't it miss him miss him chats no are you training this hey. morning I well no I went out at the gym session today and then I had to, to show my face uh, at football training of getting over a bit of a, a niggly knee injury so I'm not sick notes on the sideline not not training yet the first week back already injured doesn't want to do the hard yards I know them I know them everywhere uh, pre-season pre-season hey, no fun when you're over 90 kilos like Ugh, I know all about it hey. what about uh what division's that that's Armagh League down Armagh Antrim first first division Antrim uh, that's uh, Agyan Samiri's Agyan uh, is my club so we're seven whereabouts is that added uh, Craig Avon no bottom just yeah it's like sort of be just outside Lurgan about four or five miles outside Lurgan we're just on the border of Antrim like, like we'd go to school in Armagh uh, uh, but the, the village is technically in Antrim so we would be like the, the bottom of South Antrim but we're doing alright uh, we're yeah it's good a decent decent setup, young side getting in I think everybody's mad for oh, football I. to get back again like like it is one of those things that like we had the group chat 
and like who, who all who wants added to the group chat for the senior season this year and there's like 48 lads in it oh, <laughs> it's right. mad and you do reserves as well or do you just call them junior yeah yeah we have reserves so but it's mad like i think in any other year there hasn't been this numbers but people are just been stuck in a house and just wanted to fucking i would have thought to see, i would have thought like. i had the opposite that a lot of the older heads would have retired early and just would you know what fucking i want my sundays back what well, you just don't do sundays you just do saturdays so just mostly no we do we friday night or sunday mornings uh, friday night or sunday afternoon games or them train on the sunday morning so by tuesday lot, friday a lot of clubs sunday. have changed a lot of counties have changed now to give give people actual sundays to themselves because you can't really go out or do anything on the friday or saturday because you have a match on sunday like fermana yeah. would be big into saturday night games friday night games I don't see, yeah, I, I like that. I don't know where my mom tried that uh, a wee bit like, like last year, and it was different by training on Saturdays, like Saturday, like five o'clock or something, uh, which I actually don't. It's it's a bit of a. Some people would like do shit on a Saturday, and if there's something slap bang in the middle of your day, that becomes a bit of a pain in the dick, like, but it's like it is. I, I don't know. Everybody's opinions on Gaelic. I'm delighted to see it back. Yeah. Sometimes people can take it. Like really seriously, yeah. it's what well, it is. It creates this atmosphere and community, and everybody has a buzz for it. Oh yeah! But like when it's the first week back, and you've like maybe five, six months to go, and some like teams managers call it drink ban, right, lads? We're not drinking the championship. They're like yeah. five months away. Like like let boys have a drink. <laughs> See, that's I. I think I was chatting to Myler about it, and he, I was like, you know, drink bans and stuff. He goes, doesn't even talked about it now. He goes, it's just expected. The word yeah. doesn't be said, it's just expected. It goes, it doesn't doesn't have to be. I think Paddy Cruiser might have brought that in at Oma. It doesn't have to be said because if you just wanna you wanna be at the top you're at, you know, you should be taking care of your own self. You know, and drink doesn't yeah. exist. I think that's one of the new things that's come into the GA over the years that you know it used to be you go out on a Saturday night, don't drink that much and play on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be a man for like half oh, a match tomorrow. I'm going to be playing. Uh, and uh, like if I was playing a match, I'd be like, right, I'm not going to be taking a drink because I couldn't. Like I, I, I actually have like, like I have and would now and again if there's something on a Saturday and you've training on sun like Sunday morning. But yeah. I actually I remember last year doing that and running about a training and just being a stupid bastard like like oh, just yeah. kicking the ball away falling over myself like not still drunk it was maybe about 12 o'clock the next day oh, but yeah. just being stupid like just not even being your kind of like whereas I've, I've seen other fellas with a hangover score like 3-8 and a championship match oh. like, my best game of Gaelic I ever played I was I was still drunk wide <laughs> sitting on the bench at half time I wasn't oh, meant to no. play at all I was I was uh, I was I don't know why, but I wasn't meant to be playing anyway. And I was out that night, and we were in a busway somewhere. It must have been somewhere like Enigma and Kyarik Macross. And I only got home in the, from the bus at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., because the club ended at 3 and stick three hours to fucking Kyarik Macross moment. And we were playing, I remember we were playing Ahi Yarn, and, an air, and it was like 12 o'clock. But I, I, my phone was going red raw at like 10 in the morning from the manager. And he was like, here, I need you to talk out today. And I was like, fuck. I thought I was grand. I was like, I know more. The car on the way up, I was sitting in the back of the car. My head was spinning. I was like, Jesus. And then warming up. Um, I don't know if the th- alcohol made me loose or something. You know, when you're warming up, kicking the ball about. I mean, I was pinging balls from every angle. And one of the, my, my best mate, Neil McKenna's brother, Davey, and Pete looked at me and goes, fuck, he goes, you're some form today. 
was like, I don't know what's going on here. So I was sitting on the bench in the reserve game and the fucking hangover started to hit me a bit. I said, Jesus. And then uh, fucking manager goes, Quinn, get warmed up there. You're going in full four. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'll just lie in about the square doing nothing. Next thing I knew, I was standing down about the midfield fucking calling for the ball. Something I'd never do. Like, not, didn't. My whole mantra was put it within two meters of me. Any more. Fuck that. Just put it in the oh, chest. I was taking the ball. I bought ball, boys. Try harder. Jeremy uh, Cairn, like he, he listened to the podcast, like from, he'll remember from underage. Like, I just liked it. Just bounce her in front of me. Don't even put it straight into my chest. Just bounce her in front of me. Let me run in it. Um, and I remember taking the ball, taking a couple of solos and just pinging. Scored. I think I scored 1 2. Scored 1 1 with my left foot. I've, and I'm right footed I've never had a shot on my left foot until that day I clearly oh, was still God. drunk and the following week this is how bad I was the following week they must have got word of I was drinking and they give out to me in training and the goalkeeper got injured in the warm up and they made me do goals oh. we only had one goalkeeper and the senior goalkeeper was carrying an injury and our reserve goalkeeper literally fucking like broke himself when the warm up and they're like, who can who can oh. do like it was go, it was at the point where lads who can do a kick out, and they just pointed at me and goes, <laughs> you, you can do it, and I was there like, that you. was that was the most sickener I ever got going from a golden era the week before to arguing with umpires because that's the only thing you can do if you're a goalkeeper <laughs> argue with umpires and don't get them. I get the goalkeepers tend. I always notice like goalkeeper maybe it's more in soccer. Goalkeepers always tend to be. Nutcases, mouthy nutcases. I like monk Mantle. and mean machine. You ever watch mean machine? Mantle. The yeah, uh, uh, most goalies I know are mentally. If, if you think about They're it, all the, all the actions happen in the north side of the pitch. You're waiting to be under pressure, and you have to. You're all the time. You're kind of looking and anxiety. Am I close to these posts? I'm not too far out. Not too far in. <laughs> it's going to give you a complex. Like I don't like loads of goalkeepers. I know are absolute psychopaths. Like it's. It, it's common for me, you know. Yeah, and it's if you think that it's, it's not everybody, but like yeah, there's a pattern. You're like, yeah, do you know what? Goalies are mental. Like, well, if you think about it, like if you if you in training had ten shots, you would expect to score yourself. You'd expect to score six goals, right? Yeah. If a goalkeeper in a match gets ten shots hit at him, he's expected to save ten. <laughs> you know, if you let in two, you're like, oh, he had a bad fucking day, and you're like, fuck's sake, and a fucking good day, ten shots at nothing. <laughs> That's why I used to always uh, feel sorry for Shea Given in Newcastle because he had the fucking worst defense in the world. He caught like he caught another. I actually remember I would play centre back at soccer like, and you just like the keeper, our keepers did not shut up like the whole oh. time. They're just behind you like in your ear the whole time shouting, shouting, left, 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 left. He's left, left, left. You're like, what? The? I can see that man. Like, what do you what do you think about drink bonds? That's a, that's a bit of a, a bit of a. Well, that's actually you know what. There was one of the questions that we got hit in was how to fit alcohol into into you know your lifestyle with training. Um, it's but like with G, with GA, I I don't know. It's my opinion. It depends what you want out of football. Like some yeah. by, like some clubs are like, listen, we really have the chance to fucking go for something yeah. properly amazing here, and we're like we're going to give everything and like everybody's very focused on it. But like that can't be everybody. Like no. that can't every club in the country can't be competing for like to that level. There has to be this level of do you know what? It's also an amateur sport that we're trying to do because I get a bit of enjoyment out of it. Like yeah, the the whole the, the aspect of GA that it was the community thing and it was getting yeah. people out of the houses. Um, that's where kind of 
I was never going to be playing seniors for Roma. I knew that when I came back from hamstring injuries. Uh, so I was playing reserves and third football. But when it got to a point where I was DJing to four in the morning and then trying to play the next day, it just was never was never going to happen for me. So we had that many good young boys coming through, like Rony O'Neill. Like these boys were fucking like when they were when Rony was seventeen, coming into the Oma senior setup. Like there was nothing like it. I I never seen a footballer like Ronan and Conan Grugan and them boys. Like we were looking at them uh, as older heads and going, these boys had never lost anything in their lives. Like they won Ulsters, won Miners, won everything, never played. And you were like, why am I even fucking taking one of these young boys? Connor <laughs> Clark as well. You're looking at them going, fucking Connor Clark was built like a fucking Greek god when he was seventeen. Growing man, oh he's even worse now. Fucking. He's a, he's a sigh now. I was chatting to him even when I was, I was supposed to go over and train with him when I was in Dubai and whenever I got a day uh, organised. I was actually chatting with Ronan yesterday. Ronan's a good lad. Like, I remember remember even probably him playing for almost CBS when he would have been was that maybe lower sixth or upper sixth Aye. and I'm playing for like there's a fella there's a fella that I would have went to school with like one of the best mom martyrs yeah. like and the fucking he's unbelievable he's just one of them boys you could never get around he was a sigh and I think Armagh played to in the Ulster final that year it was maybe my first year minor yeah. and Roney just just destroyed him like oh, it was it's... mad like but it was like it wasn't he couldn't have done anything it wasn't like Aye. he wasn't doing a good technical job to fame just Roney was doing mad shit and you're like like you don't there's when you start I think when you play like under age you're kind of like oh do you know what I don't want to get into like I want to maybe get into that county setup like when Aye. you're kind of like an average to yeah. an okay footballer and then at a certain level in around minor you start seeing boys do mad shit and you're like no that's not me like that's, oh, I, I no. can't do that like that's like when you're training I always make the joke that Ronnie O'Neill retired me from football but it's true in a way but not the reasons like you're just like how the fuck are you meant to compete with these boys like these I remember Paddy Cruiser said to me he goes I'm getting these boys into the senior setup ASAP because they don't know how to lose and Oma was always the we were always the big losers of Tyrone we had the good players good team but we never got that county championship until yeah. these new breed came through and then they got two or three but that was true. Like they were winners. Conan yeah. Grug and Connor Clark, and then Connor Miller came in in the next wave. They were all just such good players. Barry Tierney. They were just. They just had it all, and then they had great coaches like Liam Grugan coming through, and the same ethos was. They had the same managers came through, and it was just like as you said, you could tell them boys they were all destined for county football. Like all of them were destined for county football. Ah. Uh. Like, like what that what that does to and they weren't drinking until massive. I'd say they them boys like you see boys now drinking 15, 16 year olds I'd say them boys yeah. were pretty well behaved until yeah, like, but, but at least first year uni yeah and then but like they're going to have they're going to go enjoy themselves and do do shit like that actually like uh, yeah, like my club had something similar a few years ago like that St Ronan's team that won the Hogan yeah the the goalie, fullback, centre half back, one midfielder, and centre half forward were all from our club. So like the Spain, yeah. like a good Spain of the team were yeah. from it. And it was like when they came when they came into the team, I was like, holy fuck, like these boys. And they're like they're probably in the team three, maybe four years now. But they're like they're turned like they're they're athletes now. Like they're yeah. not just young fellas that are skillful. They're turning into fuck like they're they're solid. They're like you uh, run into them and you fucking notice them now. Like yeah. But I, I was even when it comes to, like. 
I, uni football was sort of like absolute revelation for me. Like I wasn't, I've sort of banged average the decent footballer like on like the fringes of minor county panel like, oh, like yeah. that sort of a never actually really good like but we when we went to last year queens was the first year because i had just like my shoulder loads i played football and i was kind of hating club football because at the time the management was like very defensive focused unreal like just training was a drag everything and i went and played like one played queens just for a bit of crack with the lads and james mccorton oh, was yeah. a monitor fucking hell he made like I uh, actually I remember like playing a game and like turning around and like swinging a ball like the outside of the boot like just a complete fluke into the path uh, Ryan Murray like the the people who played in our team he plays for Anthony from Landerg and like turning around and James McCartney was going woo like fucking <laughs> like, like encouraging you but doing yeah. much or like we we lost our like we had a, like maybe a last 16 Sigerson match we lost to slag away T the two McHughes were playing and all and like we were all in the house in the Holy Lands and like him and the other rest of the match went landed into the fucking house with like five bottles big liter bottles of vodka loads of boxes of beer and it was all lads like thanks to this year and all go fucking enjoy yourselves like, like, yeah. that, was, uh, like that was that was the thing even when we had matches in like Dublin against ECU it was like right lads everybody go out and fucking have a drink the night but yeah and like go go on the rip uh, like and that was it was expected like I he made like he made me enjoy football again because for probably four years before that uh it was all very serious it was right lads every week we'll have to be like week in week out really serious and he yeah. was like go and play a bit of fucking football like he actually said to us listen lads like we don't have the same amount of players that like Jordan's time might have or like a fucking like uh like UCC yeah like we're not going to have the amount of players like the amount of county players so like go out enjoy your football uni football only have like comes and goes really quickly go and enjoy it express okay. yourselves have a drink after like it's, it's about it's about playing good football and like making memories and like, well like, that's, that's uh, odd, like. friends for life is like the motto of university of ulster ga and that's true there you can see that that the players you play uni with especially if you win if you ever get to win a sigerson there's that there's that group it's probably the same as if you win a mccrory you have that uh, kind of you're not we group of people and then you might be at seven times shite or yourselves in club football but you'll always have that going on. Oh, we were in McCrory together, you know. Yeah. We or we we played this together. But that's the thing about GA. Like it's like you put in so much effort, nobody gets paid. Whatever. That's a different argument. But then they're like, oh, you can't like you can't drink at these weddings, and you can't have a glass of wine out with your missus having food, and fucking you can't even probably go out for food because by the time you say if you fucking want to go up to the Ramore or something some evening, I'm not getting back to eleven. And then the management right. were like, were you fucking driving away Portrush last night at 10 o'clock? <laughs> you know, and you, you, there's right. always, like, there's always fucking people seeing shit. And you're just like, like, I used I to get it all the time going, oh, fucking, you know, you DJing last night and then you're training this morning at 9 o'clock and you're getting home at 4 or 5. How are you meant to, how are you meant to be prepared for training? You're like, oh, fucking here. I'm the one person who's not taking this shit seriously here. Like, I'm just uh, here, literally, because... I want to prove to myself I got back from a, a hamstring injury. Um, yeah. The next big setback, that's me retired for good. Like, believe me, I'm <laughs> fucking ready to retire here. Give me a reason. <laughs> Give me a reason to retire. But uh, uh, it's, I do. See, I commend them, like the GA players who, people will never know the sacrifice of a GA, ma uh, even a GA wife or girlfriend or GA family. The sacrifice is fucking wild. 
Like winter weddings, the only reason winter weddings are a thing is because of the GA. Like people don't realize yeah, that there's like, a whole economy built around GA players because it's the only time they can actually honeymoon. Yeah. In case they're in case they're successful, they have no life. If you're successful, you have no summer. You have probably a bit of your autumn cut up, and then if you go on to Ulster's, your winter right up to the start of December is is caught out. So you have Christmas. In the first three weeks in January, definitely free. So you get married around fucking after Boxing Day, <laughs> and then you go to honeymoon for two weeks, and then you get back. And people will never understand that that there's a reason GA players lose their mind at Christmas. Like, it's 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 all year round. Like it does seem to be all year for for anyone that's very good. I remember a friend of mine playing like like schools football, county Jordan, like playing for maybe Jordan Center somewhere, and then playing for the seniors yeah. and then back in the club and it was like we were I think we me and him were like chatting and we sat down and we were like he was like I think I've been playing constantly for four years yeah it's like you're like holy fuck he's like I don't think I've had like a, like a three week break from football uh, in four years just the way all of the different seasons failed God. and like it's just it was just it's one of those things probably just expected I, I, it is it's, it's what you want to learn but even like when it comes to drinking or something I was just always opinion of like if I really want to take a drink I'll take a drink, but I'm also not going to hate it. I'll tell, right. like, I'll I'll tell the boys or I'll tell the manager. Last last year, just before fucking COVID happened, we were supposed to have a match like on 22nd of March, May birth, which was Sunday, May birthday was, was yeah. the day before, and we always like would have took the gym members away like once a quarter for like a night drinking or like activity thing. So like the first one was right. You know what we'll do? You bus up to like five points in Belfast or the Cathedral Quarter, and. Like we were the nights drinking, and it was my birthday as well. And I ain't gonna be taking a fucking drink. So that way, I said the man was like, "I'm going to take a drink here. No. Like the matches on Sunday. Play them, don't play them. Do whatever, like whatever you have to do. Yeah. And I'll tell the lads, like, but I'm taking a fucking drink. Like I'm not mega wanker myself, but like I'll probably have the guts of six or seven drinks. Yeah. So to do without whatever you can, like, but there is monitors that would be like, I'll be enough to you for you to get excommunicated. The management I'll put out of the WhatsApp group. I know that you like you're you're you clearly don't value like I think I think there's there's boys good good moms when teams will sort of work away and be like oh listen that's grand and even if they were like that's grand yeah. you're not I don't I'm not going to play you I'll start you on the bench or whatever yeah and that's you're like that's fair enough that's the decision uh, you've made uh, like but yeah uh, it's fucking I think Oma I'm not sure I could be speaking out my arse here but I think they work differently and it's the uh, captain does all that so the management don't say it. the captain just brings you to the side and go here you know what you're at. Don't want to say it, but Aye. they're the guy. Because like, I think back, like, back in the day, our captains would be people like Joe McMahon and Justin McMahon. And if Aye. Joey or Justin said, the lad, and just walked in, you're like, oh, okay, sir, no more. No more, thank you. <laughs> but that's true. Like, it's, 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 and I like that. It's, I think it's the same a lot of it was rugby, though. The captain does all a lot of the, you because know, player management stuff. Yeah, the managers uh, here, it's, it's like being a referee, you would never. You know, it's fucking. Sometimes if you're winning, it's the best job in the world, and then if you're losing, people are blaming you for stuff that's fucking out of your control. But yeah, if you're drinking and I don't know, fitting alcohol in your lifestyle, just moderation. Do what you want. You know, if you're if you're not being a professional athlete, I would. You know, I suppose I was listening to a boy talking about the other day, and he was like, "The alcohol is the the fourth macro, technically, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, it's the only other thing your body can produce energy from. Yeah. Uh, Don't think you're going to get much energy from fuck you. 
thought. You know. <laughs> have, you ever had, have you ever had four logo? You might, you might uh, <laughs> disagree. Four, four logo, fucking oh, dragon God. soup. A couple uh, of dragon soup before a championship game, you'll be flying. Oh Jesus! Uh, no, like when I, I sort of said about like even if like people are asking about ah uh, mans and drinking and stuff, it'd be like right. All you have to know is you've got extra calories, and you're probably your next two or three days aren't going to be optimal yeah. if you've had a really hard night because it's going to take you like like alcohol your body will burn alcohol before it burns fat so if you're trying to lose fat and you drink loads of alcohol you've got the extra calories and your body's going to prioritize burning the alcohol before it starts getting back to burning the fat yeah that's one thing and the other thing is like you're going to be reduced sleep like your fucking like your i can't remember, i'm not make a balls this here i think it's your cortisol is upregulated because like your body's stressed because yeah. you've essentially just in, in, fucking ingested a toxin a poison, so you've got this sort of like people are like oh it's the alcohol's the day and the day after and it's like it's probably the next two potentially three days where your training intensity your like your discipline all those things are just going to be not like awful but like they're just not going to be 100% so yeah. you can't, if you're like if you can find the mo- like my, my dad always be like practice moderation everything like even moderation so yeah. like Every now and again, you're gonna get wankered. Like that's grand. Oh, like, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, like, like moderation most of the time, but like sometimes, like it's boring to have five or six things, and you want to go out with the lads and just go on uh, all day rip. Like, yeah. Also, know, know what you're doing. Like if you're, if your priority is like if you're if you're looking to get yourself in really good shape in the next eight weeks. Yeah. Like maybe two or th- two of them, you can be having a drink, and but like as long as you're not making an absolute scene, uh, not an all day session within region. Uh, people like remember one of the fat like he was like I was coaching these like when I started out these like, a couple of lads are like farmers locally and I was like they were tracking their calories and everything and I was like like this went on for like six weeks and they weren't losing weight and I was like what what what's going on here like and one of them said to me one day I was like do we have to track buck fast and I was <laughs> like I weigh and he was all like I'd have to like one maybe two balls on a Friday and then two balls on a Saturday and maybe one on a Sunday and I was like a ball of buck fast is a thousand calories that's, that's six thousand calories <laughs> that's oh, six thousand calories extra that we haven't counted for for the last I was like why are these bikes not losing weight I don't uh, understand it this at all and they're drinking six balls of buck fast at the weekend so, uh, come to think of it the thickness of buck fast I can imagine it being fucking super high calorie Oh, it is. It's, it's. I think it's a thousand. So the normal bottle of wine is about seven hundred or so, but Buckfast is. But it's just like sugar and caffeine and alcohol. Like, look enough. The students don't fucking eat. So that's <laughs> all. A lot, lot of put on weight because the fucking Buckfast sales. Oh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. like Tony used to say it to me when I when Tony was training me. Um, I used to say Tony, I'm gonna have a few drinks tonight, and he used to go, I know it's sweet. Like, uh, you know, you train hard this week. You worked hard. And, Sure. Uh, yeah. Like, you no. Know, we'll just uh, just scratch out last week then, and you know we go again this week. And I'll be like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I like you're just going to undo what you did." Like, but don't worry about it. Go out and have fun. They used to kind of guilt you into someone said <laughs> I haven't ten pints, I'd only have three or four. Uh, yeah. But no, it is true. Like, like you can notice, like you would you would weigh in at an all time low, and then two days after the alcohol, you would weigh you'd be up in weight because you'd be carrying fluids oh, yeah. and excess waste and stuff, and you'd be like fuck's sake and then you'd, you'd have to work twice as hard that week and it's whatever, it's whatever you want like you said moderation like, you know unless you have a photo nah. shoot coming up or a championship game or you know something really important i think the one drink unless of course the one drink has a full bottle of Buckfast, it's not uh, gonna it's not gonna completely thing. destroy 
No, he did the same to me last year. We went to Donegal for like a night with like I mean, it was about five of us boys from like five of the boys I knock about with. We went to Donegal. One of the boys had a family, had a wee but like B and B on the edge of the water, like and we were drinking all day. But jumped into the pier, came back. One of the boys cooked like what did he, it was like Nando's chicken, and he made like buffalo sauce. Uh. And like the recipe was basically half butter, half Frank's hot sauce. Oh. <laughs> we were pouring this over everything. I came home and I'm like, I was already at over my calories for the day. And then the way I home stopped and Saban for a fucking KFC. Of course. And I was just like, came in to Tony. was like, well, well, well how'd you manage? It's like, did you stay within calories? I was like, that's the right off of that week. Let's just start again. Next uh, week I'm not weighing in. I'm not weighing in. Dude, let's <laughs> just not talk not, about it. I'm, I'm not doing it like an off. Like, it did actually take me an extra probably eight or nine days to try and undo the uh-huh. that I'd done for like two days. It was mad. It, it, uh, people, but, like, uh, if you're on that, if it's that strict and it's that linear. If you're if you're in that mode, that's when it's important. But if you're if you're an average Joe, fucking just no, enjoy just yourself. Fucking world's been too shitty at the moment. You know, no, to be fucking going. No, nah, I can't have that can of Guinness, like. <laughs> but as you said, if I you have it. if you have four Guinness or whatever, I don't know what the calories of Guinness is. Just drop out a meal in that day. Plan for it. Huh. You know, that's or it. drop yeah. a meal out during the week. You know, that's why Tony would always say to me, "You go, you go right." I would have said, "Right." This weekend I'm going to Galway in a stag do And he right, how much are you going to drink? And I was like, how long is a piece of string? Right, here's what we're going to do We're going to knock you down 250 calories every day And then hopefully that won't absolutely ruin everything I always say to people, listen, right Like if they're feeling all day drinking, I'm like, great And they're like, oh, I'm dying for a beer I'm like, great have two beers like have like two bottles instead of two pints Or have a pint uh, And then stretch the spirits and that mixers yeah, like what way? I mean, because I actually done it not last year's photo shoot the year before. I'd like to prove that I could sort of drink and like still go through like a lose like a certain amount of weight. When it was like Easter weekend, we went out on one of the nights and instead of having like nine pints of like fucking Haverly or Magners or whatever uh-huh. it was I drink, like that, that was, I had maybe nine whiskey and Coke Zeros, yeah, and then a small pizza. And it was the same amount of calories. Yeah. So I was able to get a feed in, and I didn't go. I, mean, I just said people like have a like if a, if a spur bag mixers like whiskey and dad mixers make eighty five calories. Yeah. And a pint's two fifty. Yeah. Like, you can have like if you try and drink. I would say it was like if you try and drink a thousand like two thousand calories worth of whiskey, you'll have to get your stomach pumped. It's like that's so oh, grand. Like so as long yeah. as you don't get your stomach pumped, we didn't go over calories if uh, you're drinking spurs and dad mixers. That's why I I I like the hard seltzers. They're a good wee job. Good low calorie. 90, 90, 99 calories per tin. Sweet. Right. Not that I drink much at all. I don't know what I'm, t- I'm spoofing about. I'm the most boring <laughs> fucker in the world. What's, what, what's, uh, what was I going to say? How the new venture, I've been meaning to get chatting about this new, the new venture. venture. Tell me about it. Right, so everybody's been asking. Well, not everybody, but a few people's been asking. I am launching my own coffee. Um, going to launch it. This will go out Monday, so I'm going to launch it at the end, middle of this week, end of this week, uh, for pre-orders, and it's going live on the 30th of April. It's called 808 Coffee. So if you search online, you'll find the Instagrams and the Facebooks pages. So yeah, excited. It's been a lot of work's put in it. It's been a lot. I wouldn't say it's been a long journey, but it's been a moderate journey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna say oh, I've been working on it for years because that'd be a lie. I've been working on it for about three months. 
it's, a, it's a, like the actual like one thing yeah we're both we're both very into our coffee uh you got you got your sage machine and i actually sean had bought me one there uh, you won up me won up me an hour later i got got the upgrade I, I told her before i was all mickey's got that one now you best fucking get the better one <laughs> it was weird because you actually go well here i'm gonna purchase one and then like two days later you sent me the picture and you go fuck is sean got your is sean got your uh ta- phone tapped uh, it's just, it's just, after she has my passcode, like I said, I put her thumb on to get into my phone. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I text the voice here, please? Uh, no, I, I actually have to say, we're both very into our coffee and stuff. And then when I heard it, I was like, fuck, that's a good idea. And then you actually explained the concept to me. Yeah. Like about the meaning behind the 808. And I was yeah. like, fuck, that's a really good idea. Like, what's, what is the, so, like the 808, so, first of all, because I did not know what 808 is. 808 is like the, the kick drum sound. The drum sound used in a lot of dance music and hip hop music. It was created by Roland. So that kind of heavy kick drum you see here is 808. So that's where 808 Coffee came from. And then I'll not just release the name of the first uh, blend yet. I'll leave that for the the imagination. But yeah, it's it's coffee based, kind of loosely based around music and the journey of coffee. Because I noticed when I travelled pre-covid in ibiza or in sydney or wherever i was djing i always looked even liverpool the next day i was always looking for good coffee and i was always searching the best coffee and when i was in sydney that christmas i was like going around all the coffee shops like in surrey hills and chinatown always searching for the best coffee and i'm like this is kind of like i'm sure i'm not the only dj doing this no we're fueled some boys are fueling coke I'm fueled on coffee, you know. Um, I'm a, I am a coffee snob. Like I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, I can't like the Starbucks can fill a hole, but I'll never be happy about it. Nero and all that pish can't have it. I can't have it. Um, so yeah, I always said I wanted to bring out my own coffee because I do enough slabbering about other coffee, <laughs> and I I I always feel like you can't. You can't slower about something unless you're going to be part of the game. Like, I can't... I know I do take the piss out of PTs, but that's just a bit of fun. Um, you can't really talk about someone unless you do it yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, so, like, um, the, 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 the coffee this. snob thing... That's, that's uh, my one's weighing me up like my family weighing me up all the time and it's like mcdonald's coffee is as good as fucking anything and like uh, you just be... There's a different thing. So the people either are into coffee or they're not really uh, into it. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of people, even a lot of my friends and stuff, that like I have the like the be the, like the longy grinder and stuff, uh, and in the come in and like as you started to see it felt like started to see it sort of filter through over the last year or two with the boys are like, I was just like, what the fuck are you doing making coffee? And then it's a oh, what do you call that wee thing like that, you, uh, that, you, that you're doing that with? And then like a year later, they're they're all in it. Like everybody's they, got a fucking aeropress now for up the morns, like. Oh yeah, up the mornings on our press for a wee TikTok. Is, oh, right. And then like, uh, who's a Connor Glass got the CH machine. He sent me a picture this morning. He's got his uh, coffee art down to a tea now. And you're like, you're steps ahead of me. Right enough. Now I, I just, I've just been on the the black coffee at the minute. And what am I drinking at the minute? Draw cloud cloud picker. Cloud picker. My that's like every year. That's my sister gets me a subscription to a certain six month subscription uh, to something. So cloud picker. So it literally landed at the door. I don't know. You haven't even looked at it to see what it is. It's, uh, no, I'm making I'm making myself flat whites flat out because 
I've got I'm trying to practice the latte art like latte art does fuck my sleep schedule up because I'm firing coffees <laughs> that was like me when I was perfecting this blend for coffee I was having at least four to five coffees a day like hammering them into it well and then I realized this is how fucking ignorant I am like about two weeks later I was like why am I drinking the full cups <laughs> why am I not just why am I not just why tasting not? like wine no. Why, why am I not sitting down and tasting it? Oh, why am I not just tasting it and drinking the full cup? And then the guy was like, oh, well, you have to, it's better to drink the full cup anyway because sometimes the flavor profile changes as it settles. Across the cup, yeah. Like one of the ones I had, the almost blend, like the closest one, it, it started off a wee tiny bit sour and I didn't like it. And I tasted it the first time and I was like, oh, no way. And then I went back to it like two, two minutes later and I was like, oh, Jesus, that's near, that's near perfect. That's- and then he was yeah. fit to tell me, he goes, oh, no, I can, I can sort that. That's in the wash and that's in the roasting. That's no problem. But thankfully now it's it's all perfected. It's uh, very, very proud of it. It's So is, is there, like there is, there's a wee bit of a, there's a wee bit of a twist to it now. Is that something you're keeping secret? I keep that of... twist a wee bit secret at the moment. They'll know yeah. about it when, it when it launches, but yeah, it's, uh, there's a wee yeah. bit of twist. It's more than just coffee. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I was going. I was trying to say. There's a journey to it. Go, ah, there's a journey to it. There, ah. there, there's a journey to it. Like when the, this part of it, when, when Nicky told me, I was like, "Fuck, I that's know. good." Like that. That's a so there. There you go. That's we tease. So keep your yeah, I'm happy to get it out. Um, I'm going to send out some. Uh, you'll get one yourself. I'm going to send out some this week for people to try. You should, you should uh-huh. get it in the gram. You know. Um, can't, can't wait. I uh, ended up fighting going, with well, Facebook for fucking two hours all night because they won't let me add a add a store onto my Facebook, which doesn't really matter because they don't. It doesn't. Many sales don't come through that because they're saying that I could be lying that it's coming from certain reasons. Because we went through like the girl in Facebook couldn't tell me why it wasn't being added. And I remember in the past working with e-commerce when we had a label saying low carb, they flagged it and went. How do we know that could be myself? And I was like, do you think it could be something through the regions? So she said, I'm going to get an e-commerce expert to contact you. E-commerce expert contact me the next day. He goes, no, that's exactly what it is. You have, you have said it's coming from a certain place. How can you prove that? And I'm like, what do you need me to prove it? And they're like, oh, you're going to have to send us this and send us that and send us this. And I'm like, nah, it's fucking too much. That's too much, bro. That's much too hassle. much hassle. I'm not doing that. Like, that's So I, you, have, you have to prove... The area that the coffee came from, yeah, exactly. And if, I, if, I, if I say it's fair trade or direct trade, I have to prove that. I have to prove everything. But she goes, it's been flagged for something. And I'm like, ah, fuck that shit. But anyway, <laughs> out this, out this week on Instagram. Well, if you find the page on Monday, go look for it. Um, eight oh eight coffee. Yes. Um, and spend all your money on coffee, and then you'll keep me and. <laughs> Keep me drinking alcohol. But I don't drink. like the bit like the gym thing. Everybody's up in their their home coffee game at the moment. Like massively, massively. I I got into filter coffee. I always always turn my nose up with filter coffee. I always didn't. I like I always went. Well, espresso was the way forward, man. And then Gary, who owns Slims and Output and Canteen, was like, man, you get into the filter. Got into the filter. It was yep. just like, oh, this is game changing. I liked the whole process of doing it. It felt like it was part of my morning routine. And it felt like you achieved something. You know, you went through, you weighed it out, you filtered it. And I was like, I it real it had this real good effect on me 
during lockdown that was like real good mentally or something. Uh, it's like a wee meditative practice. Like it's uh, like a wee thing you just go through. Your wee, you're like your. I actually remember I was chatting to I was chatting to, uh, to Craig Craig Comiskey that uh, the Craig on, on Instagram. He was like sending me over recipes for for pour overs like like V uh, sixty and. It does make a difference, and you yeah. know, you know, finally, the morning where you've just fucking fired it in, uh, whereas the morning where you've sort of done it right, you're like, ah, oh, tastes far better. Like oh, I think, yeah. I don't know, was it was it? I think sure, I, I would go to be very meticulous about like weighing it out and stuff, like yeah. making it probably right. Like, and uh, I showed him Sean how to do it, but like she doesn't really like pay as much attention. She just wants to have a coffee, uh, and she made me one. I was like drinking. I was like. Oh, fucking I'm not I'm not wasting my caffeine on so that's like I need to go make myself one. <laughs> oh, it's the same in the stage when I see that. the 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 bar doesn't go up into the espresso gauge, you know, like the, the espresso gauge, the pressure yeah. gauge. If it doesn't go perfect, I'm like, oh for fuck's sake. I'm annoyed with myself. I didn't <laughs> I didn't tamp that enough for it. Uh everyone listening just thinks we're a wanker. Oh no, two coffee wankers, but two coffee wankers. Just just buy my coffee. Keep playing the music. Uh, I'll be happy. That's it. We have another question, but it's too long to get into. We'll just we'll have to answer it in one word. This last question, and it's Go the on. most weirdest question because it's not like we were talking. What's your thoughts on Stephen Nolan? One word. Is that I'm your really word? <laughs> Say yeah. Say that's my word. That's the same as mine. No comment. Yep. No comment. I'll be fucking cancelled if you commented on her on him. I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just very. Yeah, it's exhausting. It'd be exhausting to watch and to listen to. Like, life's right. easier without without consuming anything he says. Yeah, he he just brings out the worst in everybody. I think. And now he's do he's <laughs> something about looking for God or something. I don't know what the fuck. I think the BBC literally go. <clears throat> how can we annoy more people today? <laughs> <laughs> what can we get Stephen to talk about now? Now Stephen Nolan looking for God, fucking right. hell! But cheers ah, for coming on. No. Um, as always, guys, keep rating and reviewing. I know we keep saying it, but these are doing it. So keep rating and reviewing. Share it on your stories. Um, Tony will be back next week, or he mightn't be back next week. You just never know with him. He's not. You know, as he says, his clients need commitment. Tony's not committed at the moment, but that's okay. We'll, we'll have a wee intervention. We'll, we'll get him. We'll get him back. He'll have loads of excuses, but I can't wait to hear them. He'll be like, "Oh, oh fucking the flight, the play, the, the easy jet changed the time, and my bag was too packed, and and he'll probably nice he'll, blame, he'll blame Hillary for something. Of course, he always blames somebody else. Well, you gotta hit him with a wee bit of that guilt he hit you with when you were when you were training on there. I'll, hit him with, I'll just say to him here if you here if you're not into it, Conlas. Fucking, how's your podcast going? Yeah, well, first episode launched on Friday. Mister Black Box. Better every day. Kays and Better Every Day podcast. Yeah, Gregory don't Bradley, listen, the listen, owner, founder and owner of Black Box. Don't listen to the podcast. He, don't don't listen. Listen, listen yeah, to our yeah. podcast. So so. Just uh, just anyone who's listening to this here, he just jumps straight across. Tony's <laughs> not into this here. Uh, and I'm going to get I'm going to get Mickey on as co-host is, to the Kings and Matter Every Day podcast. Uh, it'll be better together on Hustle podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the muscle the muscles gone. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good. A few few very good guests lined yeah. up. Uh, <clears throat> a guy who a guy actually agreed there. I'm not give away yet, but he is involved in coaching. Has coached high level NBA and uh, NFL as well uh, in SNC. So he's lined up, and then there's a few other different people have recorded and agreed. So it's going Deadly. going the right way. Let's get a wee listen. I want to get a wee listen to Gregory. Uh, fascinating guy. 
Oh, so insanely interesting guy. So everybody really, talks about him. Like he's he's very hands on. He's a very good marketer. He's very he's fucking black box. Is just the, the, honestly, the, there is no ceiling for that company. No, I, that's like I say. No, where I used to work at. Uh, well, it was EFP gyms. There was only like oh, seven yeah. people there. Yeah, and I was doing engineering drawings for them when I was when an engineering student. And he gave me he gave me a big hand like started like f- give me like ten books one day and I was like I was in the podcast but it was like give me about ten books one one day and I just came and asked for help and it was like ten of the best fucking books you could ever yeah. like think and grow rich how to win friends and influence were like ten books that could shape somebody that was like looking to go down the route of business and stuff yeah uh, so like I that's why a gym's entirely kitted out with black box stuff uh, like and it and it probably always will be oh, because it's, it's I don't think there's I don't think there's anything. I I said it three years ago. It's only a matter of time for Black Box creep into the CrossFit Games. Yeah, it's only it's a matter like, of time. It's getting closer and closer and closer. There, like, I think actually, I was chatting to somebody and I was like, like a few, one of the fellas that like listened. He was like, "Man, I didn't even realize Black Box was from here." And he's like, "I just thought it was fucking like." I like a glo- global fucking a global brand. Uh, like, he's like, I didn't realize that the, like the fella from here is from fucking like outside Port Stewart. Like, uh, is that where he's from? <laughs> I don't even know that. He's like, own own and Korean. I think that's his club. So he's um, somewhere in around there. So is where where it he's makes from. Gregory Bradley's the most daring name ever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's class. The Belfast big, Bar is an actual class barbell. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. That's, that's all we have uh, in the gym. We just have them. I like they just looks good, feels good. They're, yeah, they're, all their stuff's classic, and they're coming out with more wee things. I've actually got that. Seen the gym designer, have you? Yeah, Sunday designer up. Uh, so like, that's it. To me, when I seen that, I was like, that is first of all a class thing, but second of all, marketing genius. Like, yeah. think of the amount of people that are going to be like, ah, oh, here, like you. I've got that wee bit out the back. I want to get out, uh, go about and play about with, and you're like. I was only going to spend like 300 quid but, but if, I can get that to fit in I can get that to fit I'm going to fire it in yeah some, some stuff's class like but yeah they're, they're most kid, most kid to listen to that I want to get in the steps and I'll get to listen to that there yeah. <laughs> I'll drop you a wee review where can we find us Spotify and Apple Podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the all the usual all places, usual. Uh, and I'll be putting up wee different snippets that if anyone doesn't want to be wants to be lazy and listen to the whole thing, they can listen to the go, snippets. Go and listen to the whole thing, page. but listen to mine's first. Listen to ours first. Yeah, listen to listen to the better every day, and then you can go back and listen to the no, listen this one, one first. One after. And if you give him a negative review, we'll send you out a fiver in the post. So <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony can afford it. Aye. <laughs> Tony, Tony will do a, a competition. He's, he's due one. Fuck me. Another like and share. Hey. Right. It's coming. There you go. I have one coming too, but I'm going uh, to wait for you. I'm going to sit on. Oh, I, I think you need, they need to calm down a bit. Where can you go after yeah. giving away a house and a fucking Range Rover? And, oh, do you see that? And fuckballs giving away 50 grand that nobody's ever going to get. You know what I mean? Like, where where can you go now? If I give away two free tickets for my next gig, people are going to go, what? No 10 grand? I might give away, I might give away 50 grand because if you don't give it away, it doesn't matter, seemingly. There you go. I don't know yeah, how he's getting away I'm with that. I enjoy him. Ta- I enjoy the fact that he doesn't see a problem in anything he's doing. I want, I want them blinkers in life. I need them blinkers. You can I just do been, what you want. I, 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 I a bit like Stephen Nolan. I think my approach to him is a bit like Stephen Nolan. That I'm like, nah, my life's probably easier if I don't consume uh, anything to do. Weirdly, I think he may have restricted me from seeing his stuff. He doesn't come up my few, timeline anymore. I've I've, uh, I've heard of quite a few people saying this. Yeah, uh, different stuff. 
Yeah, or blocked or whatever. I don't. don't yeah, just here, whatever. Like, fair play to them. Keep doing what you're doing. As long as you're smiling and rising, top left and bottom right and all that garbage. Fair play to you. There you go. Right. Cheers for coming on. Um, everybody, go on to Tony's Instagram. And give him shit for not showing up. And we'll <laughs> catch you again next time. Good luck. <laughs>